Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Welcome back to the show. Last week we were very excited. We had a quarterback throw for 350 yards. It was against a team that, man, you know, the defense isn't so good, but their offense is scary. But the Vikings' defense was all right. You had an old adversary, an old friend who had become an adversary, uh, threatened to stick it to us, and, well, he got stuck to pretty good. That was Adrian Peterson. You had an old adversary in the quarterback, Drew Brees, who was part of the dirty, che- che- dirty hated, cheating <laughs> New Orleans Saints from the Deep South. But then came the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the nightmare was only beginning. Because <laughs> leading into the leading into the game over the course of the week, the Minnesota Vikings would find out that Sam Bradford would have swelling in his knee. The same knee, of course, that uh, had two uh, surgically repaired ACL uh, surgeries. In, in a span of about six months, he was hurt oh, about a year, six months, nine months, during from 2013 into 2014. The first one, he was injured during a game. The second one, he was injured dropping back to pass in a preseason game, buckled and went down a la Teddy Bridgewater. They say that it is commonplace for uh, surgically repaired knees to swell up like that. But, you know, there's a lot of scar tissue in there, and who knows, maybe they'll need arthroscopic surgery, something like that, clean things up. It's all yet to be determined. Uh, The reaction of Mike Zimmer after the game was basically like, I'm tired of answering questions about Sam Bradford. Um, Whether he plays in one week or six weeks, he'll be fine. He's he's fine. And it's like, okay, um, that was kind of a strange answer. Uh, I don't know where to go with that. But I'll just give you the final score. 26-9, to Pittsburgh over Minnesota in Hinesfield. And the reason I said Hinesfield the way I said it is because I don't want to accidentally say Three Rivers Stadium because I wish to, to God that the Vikings could play there and win maybe once in a while. I don't know, but yeah, that's the last time the Vikings won in Pittsburgh was in Three Rivers Stadium in 1995. Yeah, Warren Moon was having his little run where he went on to throw three, uh, 33 touchdown passes that year. Nice renaissance for the old old, old buzzard. That was nice. Um, the Vikings, this game kind of started out about the way you'd expect it, kind of similar to New Orleans in terms of the Vikings offense wasn't doing a whole lot, but when Case Keenum's your quarterback, it's kind of like, what can you do? Uh, ben Roethlisberger, time and time again, though, was able to do pretty much pretty much what he wanted, other than when Everson Griffin was wrapping him up. Um, He would trick players. He would (laughs) draw (laughs) stupid penalties. And there were questionable calls along the way. Offensive pass interference against uh, Stefan Diggs. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Getting ticky-tack. And it was from the same line judge throughout the entire game. Kyle Rudolph made one of the great catches of all time. (laughs) Well, I I guess so. Uh, He also dropped a very catchable pass along the way. That's Kyle Rudolph. I mean, he's capable of making some great catches. Uh, that was a beauty, 27 yards. It kind of got the Vikings back in the game. That was when the Vikings were appearing to get back into the game. You had a career-high three receptions and 33 yards for Laquan Treadwell. How about that? That's spectacular. Adam Thielen, 44 yards, five catches, targeted six times. But again, Case Keenum was the quarterback. Um, you had Sebastian Barton out there saying it doesn't even matter who the quarterback is. They're both mediocre. But Bradford's better than Case Keenum, isn't he, Sebastian? 
He's better than Case Keenum, isn't he? Uh, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell was able to run for 87 yards against the Vikings. 3.2 a carry, nothing spectacular, along of 11. So he was contained for the most part. He did have 27 rushes because the Steelers were, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, run the clock down. Delvin Cook was, you know, he got stifled a bit. He was, uh, you know, was a little three yards in a cloud of dust, two yards in a cloud of dust on occasion. Then he was able to scamper for 25 along the way, ultimately wound up with 5.3 a carry. But, of course, you're going to be limited as a running back when you're trailing. You're trailing. And, unfortunately, even though we have great weapons to throw the ball to, if the guy throwing the ball isn't that great, and the offensive line came back to the pack. Uh, Reality set in once again. As, uh, yeah, hopefully you're enjoying the new sound bites that I'll be throwing in during the course of time. As I'm always saying, new sound bites, new songs, new bumper music will bleed into this show over the course of time. But in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, this game, the story was the terrible towel, the yellow towels that the Pittsburgh fans wave around like as if they're in a playoff game when, yeah, come on, it's a regular season game. There's a difference between being a good fan and being a little too much. I don't know. Whatever. They've got six Super Bowl championships, so I I don't know. Maybe the way I look at it is act like you've been there. You're not the St. Louis Rams back in 1999 with your first good season ever or anything. So come on. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I guess it's part of their tradition. We're happy for them. And then there's the other yellow thing that you twirl around with your hand and it kind of falls and it goes on the field when penalties take place. There was a lot of yellow everywhere today. Um, there's the yellow on the on the, uh, the Steelers and everything. They look like bumblebees sometimes. Maybe not quite as bad with these jerseys as they do with other ones. Uh, some of their old retro ones. But, um, mm, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of penalties, lots of dumb penalties, lots of ticky-tack calls. Oh, Lord. Wow. Um, you had a fake punt that was kind of stupid. I mean, kind of stupid, right? That wasn't worth it. I mean, was that worth the risk to, to fake a punt in your own territory when you're already trailing? I don't know. Um, at the end of the game, maybe, but hmm, I don't know. Ah, I didn't like that play call. Um, a lot of the play calls were kind of lame. Of course, you're going to maybe ultra-conservative when Case Keenum's your quarterback, even though he's got a little bit of an arm. He's limited. He's, he's just limited. He's not that great. He's a backup quarterback, and he's kind of coming in cold because... Just about everybody expected Sam Bradford to start, even up to the final two hours or so before the game. And then you saw him kind of dropping back the pass and kind of shaking his head like, nah, 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 I don't think so, I don't think so. And then um, maybe, just maybe, Mike Zimmer was doing a little snide remark once again about a guy's uh, injury situation, saying, oh, this might take six months or something to get this little hangnail fixed. That might be kind of what he was talking about with the whole six-week thing, kind of like when he was... uh, uh, nudging at uh, Sharif Floyd a little bit too much, saying, oh, yeah, he's had a history of taking a long time to get back on the field when the guy had nerve damage, apparently. And, okay, to Zimmer's credit, he didn't know that, but be careful. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, all I can say is be careful. You had Kai Forbath miss another extra point. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it, Kai Forbath. This is ridiculous. This is sadistic. I mean, he'll now he'll see he'll make kicks unlike <laughs> freaking Blair Walsh. He'll he'll miss important field goals late in games, but you got to make extra points. I know they're a little bit further away and the percentage of the extra points is is getting tougher and tougher with play with other kickers in the National Football League. It's not just Blair Walsh and uh Kai Forbath, but for crying out loud, he's like 50%. What the hell's going on? 
Oh, Lord. At least he's perfect from the field, though. Kicking field goals. That's nice, but for crying out loud, make your freaking extra points, please. That would be helpful. And that was at a point when the Vikings needed a little momentum. I mean, you know, it was a it was a point in the game after that nice scamper by Delvin Cook. We thought he was in the end zone. Then they said, no, he's a little short. And then C.J. Ham Duluth zone. Congratulations, C.J. Ham's first ever uh, touchdown in the NFL. The fullback finally getting on the NFL roster, not the practice squad. Ham on Rye. <laughs> I love calling him that. Just pounding that thing in for the one-yard touchdown. And then Farbath misses the bleeping kick. Like, seriously, man? Really? Really? You missed the kick? So that could have put the Vikings within seven, and that, that's a one-score ball game, and rock and roll. After that, the Vikings offense did a whole lot of nothing. The Steelers were able to add field goals because the Vikings defense is at least good enough to keep the Steelers out of the end zone. That's great. But Chris Boswell made all of them. Of course, the uh, 43-yarder late there, that just kind of helped push things over the edge. Um, a stupid penalty on the Vikings again. Just... Uh, <laughs> Another stupid penalty. Encroachment again on the Vikings. Again, when Boswell missed the kick, and then, uh, you know, you get a little closer, and then he makes it. Boswell makes the kick. I mean, that's just great. So, of course, that happened. That was when it became a 23-9 ball game. And then later on, it was just kind of like, nah, whatever. And the Vikings offense did a whole lot of nothing, and the Steelers were able to kneel and run the clock out. Um, early on, though, Vikings had numerous opportunities along the way. I got to bitch and moan a little bit, though, about the Steelers' first touchdown of the game with about three minutes remaining in the first quarter, about four minutes at the time because the clock was running down. I mean, I don't know. Sebastian was saying they do it all the time, but, and this is Sebastian Barton, of course, the well-known Sebastian Barton Purple Press Box podcast, and, of course, he's been one of the legends of Purple Mafia lore uh, for many, many years, along with the Mark Carlson's Dave Hickey's. We can go on forever. Gerald Strings. Uh, Dave Martin's becoming a huge part of the show. Love him out of the UK area. In a, I believe he, maybe he was working in Northern Scotland because I remember him saying Northern Scotland a long time ago, and now he says UK. So maybe that's my bad there, and I do apologize. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll probably he'll probably uh, hit me up on the correct answer there. I I hate saying the wrong thing. I I really do. I mean, I used to say Tony Brown was from Australia when he was from New Zealand. Whoops. So, I yeah, I mean, I like to I like to tell people <laughs> I like to mention the correct location where they're from. I wouldn't want somebody to say I'm from Iowa or or Wisconsin. Not that I'd find it insulting, but it's just nah, I get it right, damn it, right? <laughs> so what was I even talking about? I was talking about the uh Two point, the Steelers going for a two point conversion after the first touchdown. I mean, you'll hear a little bit about that. I'm going to dig into the uh, in game thread in the in the third segment. Typical show, obviously, game review right here. Second segment, the NFL slash NFC North roundup, much more NFC North, and then previewing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, goody, that's going to be fun, but at least it's in U.S. Bank Stadium. That helps a little bit, but the Vegas history playing the Bucks there or here has not been good over the years. And yeah, I kind of have those guys playing in the Super Bowl, <laughs> along with another club that's been flashing around in the background here. They've an easy matchup and everything, but uh, Chucky's old club is looking real good. We'll talk about that in segment two. I'm going everywhere. But why the hell are you going for a two-point conversion after the first touchdown in the game? I mean, it's just like a middle finger to your to the Vikings or whoever your opponent is. I don't know. It, it just seems like a little bit of arrogance to me. Maybe I'm too sensitive, but it but it bugs me. Really, you know, and luckily they were called for too many men in the field and all that. Uh, or actually, delay of game, pardon me. And you saw Tom, you saw Mike Tomlin 
throwing his hands up in the air, and you saw Roethlisberger kind of hanging his head. So, good. They, they, they kind of got what they deserved there, and they made their extra point. Congratulations, Chris Boswell, on succeeding and making an extra point. Kai Forbath, you're my favorite kicker on this team for a couple years at least, because Blair Walsh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have a hard time with that, with those easy misses um, when you need the kick at the end of a game. Um, missing key field goals during the course of time, but uh, please start making those extra points, Kai, or he's probably going to be looking for a job next, unfortunately. <sighs> yeah, I did not like that two-point conversion attempt right at the beginning of the game there. I mean, come on, man. Is, is that really necessary? I mean, I, I don't know. And I, I've kind of always, a long time ago, back in the early 90s when I started watching football, I, I like Pittsburgh. I even liked Green Bay back then because I didn't get it. You know, I was a teenager who just kind of was just getting in the game. And I like, you know, it's cool to think, oh, this local team, this team close to the Vikings called the Packers, I kind of liked them for a little while. And then when the Packer fans started running their mouths because, well, back then they had sucked forever. And then by when Flint's Favre started taking over, they started running their mouths. And I realized just how much, yeah, Packer fans and, and how many reasons you want to hate the Packers. But I'm getting away with the Steelers, too, the last several years. You know, they're just too much. And congratulations on the six Super Bowls, but they've always been kind of a, on, on the chippy side. It seems like they always get every bounce of the ball. They get a lot of calls, too, especially in their house. I mean, it's a great franchise. I respect that. I appreciate what they've accomplished over many, 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 many years. But anybody that hates the Steelers, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. And I'm not going to criticize you for hating them because it's a frustrating game, man. I mean... They're not the funnest thing to watch, even though now they got Antonio Brown, and he's like the best, like one of the top three receivers in all of football. Ben Roethlisberger's a Hall of Famer, but he drives you nuts too, especially when you play against him. You think you have him down, you don't have him down. Completes the pass, a la Matthew Stafford. Same bullcrap, but 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 better, better than Matthew Stafford. More accomplished, particularly in the postseason. Just tougher because he's wearing that that jersey and that helmet, not the uh, Detroit Lions jersey and helmet. Trust me, that does make a difference, just like the Yankees pinstripes makes a difference. It really does. Um, it either makes you nervous or it makes you, uh, you know, it makes you uh, just quite possibly a legend. And Brian Roethlisberger is going to go on to be that um, because he's, he's pretty close to that at this point. Um, but again, I, I hate their chippy style. Again, the bounce of the ball seems to always go their way. It's almost the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys in a way. They're not as obnoxious as the Cowboys and their fans, but still. Oh, man. Mm. I'm not a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and again, I don't blame anybody who would be. Um, the frustration dates all the way back to the Super Bowl way back in, was it 74? 1974. Uh, January 75, of course, because you know how that works. The season bleeds into uh, January. You know, it's like the Vikings were in the game the whole time. And no, I wasn't there, but history and people that talked to me that are older that were there, at least as, you know, they were young, but they were there, not at the game, but they were watching it. The Vikings were in the game, and of course you do a lot of reading, like I like to do, uh, in the game the whole time. And Terry Bradshaw just ran the bleeping clock down for 12 bleeping minutes, and then they scored a touchdown. And it's like, really, you know, so to think the Vikings were within four points as long as they were, one freaking touchdown, one fumble recovery, maybe just one little tip of the ball, one fingertip difference, bring a guy down an inch sooner, something like that, so the Steelers can't move the chains and burn the clock like they were, and God, you know, the Vikings 
history would be completely different because one Super Bowl championship changes history forever. It it does. Um, you don't have four Super Bowl losses. You have three, and you have a championship. That changes history for all time, and plus you'd be, you have beaten one of the best teams of all time in the Steelers. So that would have been crazy awesome, but of course that's not how things went. Um, and frustration does boil over, just like Cowboy fans, the history with the 1975 Super Bowl, it's going to boil over 40 years later. It, it is, because just the frustration, it catches up in the late 80s, early 90s, especially the early 90s, and just every other year beyond. At least the Vikings have beat the Cowboys twice in the postseason, though, since then, so we get to hang our head on that at least, but unfortunately still waiting for our first Super Bowl. Lord, I'm going all over the place. I'm bouncing a little different today. Other than, <laughs> you know, it's like, I this is the kind of game you don't even want to talk about that much. That's why I'm kind of going into history a little bit more. You know, when I get behind the microphone to talk about these games, I have some stuff written down, or, or at least I have things in front of me that's, it's like virtual notes, you know what I mean? It triggers things and it gets me going. And then I just go off into other directions sometimes, still very much related to Vikings and Steelers, but a little different to just the game itself. <laughs> and that's kind of what's happening in this case. I mean, every week is a little different. That's what's, So that's why you come back to the show, isn't it? At least some of you may look at it that way. Um, but, yeah, um, the history goes back forever, of course. I always like the AFC more than the NFC, just like in hockey, basketball. I always like the other conference more because do you know why? Like when the, I, I hate the Eastern Conference equally, like I heard some idiot on one of the Timberwolves pages years ago or a year ago, say, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, so you like all of our rivals and hate teams you hardly ever play? That doesn't make sense. Uh, it's the other way around for me. The conference, the whole NFC, they're, they're rivals to me, you know, and I don't necessarily mean like rivals, like the Vikings are at the same level as the Cowboys in their history, but they're still a rival in terms of when you go to the playoffs, you have to beat them. Seattle, same thing. Um, this team can knock you out of the playoffs or you beat them and you get in the playoffs. So there is an important thing to me. AFC, I, I don't feel the same way, but Pittsburgh to me, I, that's the one team in the AFC that I really, really do not like at all. <laughs> so boom, that's about it for that. Um, <laughs> I had a soundbite with a gavel and I, it didn't work out. It's, it's, it's screwed up. So I'll have to get a new one. So I was going to bang a gavel. I'll just have to do this for now. There. Case closed. I hate the Steelers. They're my least favorite team. So important, right? You just had to know that. Least favorite team in the AFC. Uh, Trey Waynes needs a lot of work. He's not as, you know, he's one of those guys, like I said, it's like he shows flashes. You know, you see the little frustration. You see the flashes like you saw with uh, Xavier Rhodes early on. But now it's getting to a point with Trey Waynes. Xavier Rhodes was already really good at this stage where Trey Waynes is in terms of time in the games and, and all that. Now, Waynes maybe was, you know, he wasn't thrown to the wolves as soon as uh, Xavier Rhodes, and that got Rhodes more comfortable out there. But at the same time, Waynes has seen enough snaps in this league. I think he needs to get better, and he's not gotten better. Called for more bullcrap penalties, and you know what? Ticky-tack or not, still, come on. And, he, and he's still getting beat, and he got beat last week, too. Ugh, still getting beat, still getting beat with bullcrap penalties, and again, of course, it's just stay with the guy. Enough with the stupid contact. Stop giving the ref reason to throw the bleeping flag. Stop giving the ref a decision to make a judgment call. Think about it that way. You might think it's a bullcrap judgment call, but stop putting yourself in the position for that. Stop putting yourself in the fifty percent, forty percent range of getting that galdern yellow thing flying to the ground. I'd rather see leaves fly to the ground than that any day even though it sucks cleaning them up, but yeah, well, 
<laughs> I want the Vikings to win, damn it. And they're not going to win when the secondary is getting beat, when guys like Trey Waynes are getting burned like that. Um, that's why That's why Trey Waynes led the team in tackles last week against the New Orleans Saints because, well, yeah, well, did you see how good Xavier Rhodes did against Antonio Brown during the course of today's game? He did pretty damn good, didn't he? He wasn't perfect, but he was pretty damn good, and he got hurt again, tweaked a bit some more. That's unfortunate. Hopefully, uh, Xavier Rhodes will be uh, able to get back into the swing of things again. Luckily, he was able to get back in the game, but he tweaked he tweaked his uh, knee last week as well. Knee, uh, knee or like lower leg type of injury, that type of situation with uh, Xavier Rhodes. Um, it's almost more of a mystery with him lately with where the injury is, but it's been bugging him a little bit. Um <clears throat> But there's a reason why they were throwing the ball to Trey Waynes today. There is a reason why they're throwing the ball to Trey Waynes last week as well. And whenever Trey Waynes is in the game, they're going to throw the ball his way because they're not really that scared of him. They believe they can beat him. And well, if Trey Waynes is making the tackle, that means the guy caught the ball, right? So <laughs> that means the guy caught the ball. The player he's he's trying to defend. That would be, in this case, was Bryant during the course of the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the game. It felt like... Um, feel like Bryant was just dominating out there, and in, in a lot of ways he kind of was. <laughs> Martavis Bryant, yep, three catches, 91 yards officially. He was only targeted four times. That's kind of hard to believe, but again, 91 yards, though. He was burned badly, and uh, him being Trey Wayne's a 51-yard play, that did not help the Vikings cause at all. And, of course, again, that bullcrap penalty that put the Steelers, well, about 40-some yards closer, that didn't help either. Uh, 11 penalties on the Vikings today. Not good. Um, and that just kind of leaves you sitting here. You know, this this could have been a short game review, but I got started kind of going off into history, and sometimes when I get that way, I tend to kind of <laughs> drag things a little longer maybe than I need to. Uh, whatever, right? Let's just uh, pass out some awards, I suppose. Um, Fran Targington Award for this week? Is it Kyle Rudolph for the spectacular catch or Everson Griffin? For the two sacks, and he, he he was a factor during the course of the game, and I appreciate what he was able to do in there. He was wreaking havoc a bit, even got four solo tackles along the way. Two sacks on Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to give it to uh, Everson Griffin. He helped keep the Vikings in the game, did a great job. Linval Joseph was awesome as well. Tackles for loss for him along the way. Four tackles in the game, and they were all just huge, big moments where the Vikings helping things uh, go in the right direction. Brian Robinson. I got to give him the him and Kai Forbath. Well, not Kai Forbath. Missing an extra point is bad, but Brian Robinson, what are you doing? I mean, why are you biting on a hard count when the Steelers are way back in, in their own territory? Like they're not that stupid, are they? Do you really think that he he bit on a hard count? It gave the Steelers life once again, and of course the Steelers wound up with a field goal on that drive because Brian Robinson just you know that was a terrible play. So. I don't know. Um, I'm going to give it to Brian Robinson and Trey Waynes. They're both going to get the Christian Ponder Memorial for this this show. Um, uh, at this point, you know, if people are mad at me for giving it to Trey Waynes, I don't know why. I mean, he was very frustrating in this game. He had some good moments, and he had some very bad ones, and it drove me nuts. Um, the other guy, though, okay, what am I talking about? Xavier Rhodes deserves the uh, Fran Tarkin Memorial. He really does. I mean, he outplayed everybody. Well, obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Xavier Rhodes and Everson Griffin. Xavier Rhodes and Everson Griffin. Both of them really were keeping the Vikings in the game. And that's pretty much where I'm going to wrap things up with the game review right there. Xavier Rhodes and Everson Griffin. They get the gavel for this week. They get the awards. <laughs> they get the uh, Fred Tarkenton Award. And, of course, 
Brian Robinson and Trey Waynes getting the other side of things. Defensive linemen and uh, secondary, once again, either most viable or least viable this week. Can't give it to Case Keenum for least viable because, well, it's, at least he didn't turn the ball over. He just was mediocre like expected against a Steelers defense that's very aggressive. It's, it's, it's a beatable defense, but they're extremely aggressive and, they're, and their record and home openers with uh, Tomlin in charge. 10-1 and one now. Just crazy. 11-1, and one actually. It was 10-1, and one, now 11-1. and one. That's insane. So just history's on the Steelers' side. It always is, and they just... I don't know. Whenever they lose a player, they replace him, and and they, and they replace him well. <laughs> Men in Hall and all that. You got Levon Bell, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and others along the way over the course of time. So that's the uh, that's the Steelers. That's the Vikings right now. History is not on the Vikings' side once again. We'll be back for the NFC North Roundup, NFL Roundup, and preview of those Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to U.S. Bank Stadium. back here on Purple Mafia. It is time for segment number two, the NFL Roundup, NFC North Roundup, and <laughs> of course, previewing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, right now, the Sunday night football game is approaching halftime. In fact, it's pretty much there. Atlanta 17, Green Bay 7 right now, so hopefully the Falcons continue to do their good work right now. Hopefully, Packers have the ball, though. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That would be great to see the Packers uh, join us. Misery loves company. Detroit, Detroit is playing tomorrow night, so that sucks too. They'll be playing the Giants. Go Giants! Uh, for multiple reasons. So hopefully, again, Misery will love company there. So that kind of, that kind of, that's kind of how things are going right now. I'll jump back at the Packer game in a minute. First of all, we'll look around with the NFL here. Just down, dance, dance around a little bit. Houston Texans, they are really having quarterback troubles. They still beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Marvin Lewis has got to go. Marvin Lewis has got to go. <laughs> the team has been undisciplined forever. Never won a playoff game since he got there. Time for Marvin Lewis to pack his bags. Time for Chuck Pagano to pack his bags as well because they got beat by the Arizona Cardinals in overtime. Boy, those teams are both struggling. I like Arizona, and well, Andrew Luck is good for football, but yuck. Um, yeah, yuck. Uh, Indianapolis is just terrible. They need to <laughs> they need help over there. They need help in a lot of ways, including the head coach. Kansas City outlasted the Eagles. Andrew Reid defeated his former team, 27-20. to Congratulations there. The Chiefs are 2-0. Good luck to them. No, they'll probably win 13 or 14 games, copyright Dan Cole, and do what they normally do. Ha, huh. I don't know, lose right away in the playoffs, even though they have a first-round bye. That's just, that's just the Chiefs being the Chiefs there, 27-20. to Let's look at it for like a half second here. Carson Wentz. Had some nice moments. He even had 55 yards rushing. Um, that guy is, he's emerging nicely, and congratulations to him. Alex Smith, you know, he came back to the pack a little bit, but he was still efficient. You know, this is kind of like Sam Bradford last year. Kind of. And he's kind of like Sam, you know, they're similar, unfortunately. And I don't know. It's an unfair comparison, yet it's a very fair comparison. 75% completion percentage, one touchdown. He was sacked four times. Carson Wentz was sacked six bleeping times. Can you believe that? But the Eagles still lose. Uh, Carson Wentz with 333 yards, one t- uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Sacked six times, though. That's tough. The Chiefs definitely showed up to play. 
Uh, Kareem Hunt is an emerging star in this league. 6.2 yards a carry, 53-yard scamper to pay debt along the way. Two touchdowns for Kareem Hunt. He is a fantasy wizard for the Chiefs. Absolutely. So on, on only 13 rushes, Kareem Hunt putting up the numbers. Two games in the NFL, and the guy is just... Mm-mm-mm. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, Travis Kels also along the way. Outstanding. Um, the Chiefs are a team to be reckoned with. There's no doubt about it, and good on them. Good on them. I mean, Darren, Darren Sproles is still playing. Wow. I just saw his name. Yeah, there he is. There he is. So he's on the, uh, the Eagles now. He used to be on the Chiefs for a while there. He was on the Saints for a while. He's been all over the place. He was the only people were even talking about him coming here. He's been the lead rusher for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the moment. Only 10 on the ground, though. Eagles trying to hang in there back and forth, but oftentimes, every time they'd score, the, the Kansas City had scored before them and would score again, so they didn't really ever have any any positive time going on there. Unfortunately for them, let's keep bouncing around, they were just constantly trying to play catch-up, and that's not fun at all. Uh, two teams definitely flexing their muscles right now. Yep, Chicago and Tampa, that's a perfect way to wrap things up, because the NFC North, that's the only other NFC team out there. They're, yeah, they're in their sole possession of you-know-what right now. That's last place. We'll get to that in a second. New England and Oakland flexing their muscles today. Two clubs that I think will be clashing in the AFC Championship game. To me, it's, that's, but then again, maybe it's the Steelers. I don't know. Steelers are 2-0 and also, and they look damn good today, but I think the Raiders and Patriots are better. Uh, Patriots had a huge game. Obviously, the Patriots have won five Super Bowls with the same quarterback and coach, so good for them without a doubt. Steven Gotskowski missed an extra point. See, another one. Another missed extra point there. Patriots took the early lead. Saints, well, kicking field goals. That's what they've been doing. They finally got in the end zone uh, <clears throat> in the second quarter this time. But they were already down by 10 after the touchdown. Then yet another field goal. The Patriots just continued to pound away. They were up 33-13. to 36-13 to 13 was their maximum lead. And the, uh, the Aints, the New Orleans Aints, Finally able to score again with five minutes remaining. Good for them. Woohoo. Tom Brady showing that he's still Tom Brady. If he's 40, if he's 30, if he's 20, if he's, well, let's not go to 50. I don't know about that. But, man, 77%, 450 yards, about. Just a little bit under that. Three touchdowns, no turnovers. Quarterback rating, 139.6. Tom Brady. But, yeah, it's the Saints defense. But then again, hey, take advantage and kick their butts, and that's what the Patriots did. That's what the Patriots did. The Chiefs look awfully good right now, though. I mean, there's no doubt uh, they frustrated uh, Carson Wentz as well. But, uh, oh well, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't trust the Chiefs going into the playoffs. Another unwatchable type of game. Carolina beats the Bills 9-3. to Yuck. I mean, that's like, I don't know if the Twins have a... That's like if, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe Kyle Gibson's pitching. The Twins score a trillion runs because they're scared. They might have to, if you know, Kyle Gibson lately has been good for them. But on occasion, like today, he gave up five runs in the first couple innings, pretty, pretty much. So it's like the Twins naturally have this fear, like, oh, my God, we got to really crank, crank some home runs today. we got to really score. They always score like 11, 12 runs or something when, when uh, Kyle Gibson's pitching. Gosh, this game won't go to halftime. The Falcons score again. Wow. Good job, Atlanta. Oh, doggies. I love it. Atlanta scores again. You know, I'm not a Falcon fan at all, but then again, if they're playing the Packers, how do you not like the Falcons? And yes, their offense is freaking awesome. And it wasn't Julio Jones that got the touchdown there. The Falcons dominating Coleman there with the play from 
Matty Ice, as they like to call him. 24-7. to Falcons are putting the Packers in their place at the moment. Uh, just like last year in the uh, NFC Championship game. It did not go well. Okay, speaking of NFC champions, the Carolina Panthers, who probably won't be doing that for a while. <sighs> not the same. Not even close. Um, yuck. I don't know. 9-6. to six. Is there anything else to really, really to say? Um, Tyrod Taylor and Cam Newton, meh, kind of games. Newton a little bit better, but sacked six times by that tough Buffalo defense. Lucky for them, they still score because Carolina's defense showed up as well. And that's about all I got to say. Running game was better for Carolina, and that was pretty much the difference, I'd say, uh, along with Newton just being a naturally better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor at this stage. I kind of like Buffalo, though. Shoot. Too bad they couldn't get anything going. Ah, well, that's their problem, I guess, at this point. Oh, this thing is slow as a you-know-what. Oh, man. Okay, Tennessee crushes Jacksonville. Congratulations there. The future division champions in in that division over there. <laughs> Go Titans. 37-13 over the Jaguars. Boy, what happened to the Jags? Strong week last week. They weren't playing a very good team or anything. Like Houston, they suck, obviously. <laughs> but, geez, um, Jacksonville just smushed. Just smushed. 37-16. I don't know what else really to say. It's it's scary to think Jacksonville's up three nothing at one point, and Tennessee just went kablooey the rest of the way. Uh, good solid running game overall. And when they didn't have to run all that much, Marcus Mariota was good, and the uh, uh, Tennessee defense getting the job done as well. Oh well, it's too bad. I I'd, I'd like to see Jacksonville do a little better than that. Um, they have some entertaining players on that roster. Cleveland and Baltimore. The, the Cleveland Browns can't get the job done. 24-10. to 10. Baltimore looking strong. Maybe going back to the playoffs again. Cleveland 0-2. And, oh boy. LaShawn Kinsler. Uh, Kaiser. LaShawn Kaiser, not Kinsler. I'm getting it mixed up with Kinsler with the twins there. Kaiser there. Uh, looking for some uh, concussion protocol. So that's unfortunate with... Uh, Kaiser and the Cleveland Browns. Tough game for them against the former Browns, the Baltimore Ravens. That sucks. Oakland crushes the New York Jets. Yes, it is just end the season. Jets, J-E-T-S, just end the season. Um, But, geez, Oakland just crushing them, looking like an awesome team. Um, Celebrating a little too much, though. Maybe not necessary, Mr. Mr. Marshawn Lunch. Maybe you better slow down with the celebrating a little bit. I'm glad they won, though, and they look like a really nice team. I like, <laughs> I don't mind seeing the Jets do well, but just keep it going, Oakland. Uh, Miami, nice. Nice little win over the L.A. Chargers team, which, like, had nobody in attendance, and Luke Rasmussen locally here was uh, pointing that out to me. There was, like, nobody at the game. What's going on? They couldn't even sell out a 30,000-seat, 33,000-seat soccer stadium? What the hell is this? L.A. Chargers, what a joke. What a joke. Um, the Rams couldn't sell out their game either against the Redskins. We'll talk about that in a second. That game, uh, good job Miami getting their uh, first win in their first game because last week Tampa Bay and Miami could not play uh, because obviously, uh, you know, what what bad luck is that? And why would you want two Florida teams playing at home like that And when, I don't know, hurt, uh, whatever. It is what it is, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. It's not like they can play on the road the whole season, but it's just... I don't know, it just seems like there's always a hurricane right at the beginning of the NFL season, and that's too bad. Um, Jay Cutler had an okay game, solid. This is like when he actually plays fairly good. 101 quarterback rating, one touchdown, solid. Um, Rivers, 
he was good too, but the Chargers just did not show up to play. He just, you know, he was awesome, to be quite frank. Uh, 80% completion, 331 yards, but just not a whole lot of help around him. And they could not beat the Dolphins. Denver crushes Dallas 42-17. to Gotta love that. Dak Prescott did not have a good day. Denver, it doesn't matter who's on that team. They just uh, they just got a good they got a good defense, and uh, you know it doesn't matter who's on the offense. Though Anderson's a nice little running back. I've always liked him. He was one of the main reasons they won that Super Bowl. I thought at least on the offensive side. C.J. Anderson is one of those underrated guys. He, he's he's good. I like C.J. Anderson. Uh, he had a huge day, 118 yards. Awesome. Dak Prescott struggled in a big way. Two interceptions. Uh, Trevor Simeon Simeon wasn't that much better but still had a strong quarterback rating because of his accuracy and four touchdowns. That definitely helps. Uh, <laughs> definitely helps. Washington escaped the Chargers 27, or the Chargers, the Rams 27-20. The Rams do look a lot better, but they were brought back down to reality a little bit after crushing the Colts last week. 27-20. The Rams doing, uh, showing up to play a little bit, but couldn't get the job done. Poor tackling. Down the stretch, though, and that did not help the uh, the, Ra- the Rams ch- the Rams uh, cause late in that game. That's just too bad. But it was twenty to twenty. Just could not bring the guy down, and that was kind of the end of that. Seattle twelve to nine. No further comment. Just bring freaking Russell Wilson down, and that's what the 49ers couldn't do when it mattered most. The guy just can escape. The guy could escape a fire for crying out loud. It's just God. It's so frustrating. I hate that crap. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's keep moving. Hmm. Our, uh, Packers are trailing 24-7. to That's awesome. Uh, obviously, Detroit and New York. I do think the Giants will win that game. It is in Giants Stadium. They lost last week to Dallas. I would hope and pray for the Giants case that they will. Yeah, they, they, they better show up. Um, if you're going off of last week, the way both teams played, Detroit would win the game. But um, easily. They would win easily. But I don't know. Somehow, I think the Giants will kind of pull things together and will play better tomorrow night against the Detroit Lions. So I think the Lions will be 1-1. One one. I think the Packers will be 1-1, one and, one and the Vikings are 1-1. One one. So no undefeated teams remaining in the NFC North. That's pretty fast. Just two weeks in, and you already got everybody with a 500 or lower record. Rodgers has been struggling thus far, 55%. And Rodgers is a slow starter, and this is not news anymore. It's it's a fact. Rodgers is a slow starter. He just is. Um, he always tends to catch up during the course of the season. Sometimes maybe he's hurt real early. I don't know, but he's not doing well against Atlanta right now. Uh, Ty Montgomery obviously named the starting running back, and he's getting limited carries because they're behind, and that's what it is. And Matt Ryan with over 200 yards in the first half. He's playing spectacular once again. One touchdown officially. That was to Tevon Coleman along the way in the receiving side of things, as Coleman is one of the one of the running backs there. He's like the third down receiving running back. Devonta Freeman. Eh, nothing spectacular so far, yardage-wise, but he's gotten in the end zone twice, so fantasy owners of Devonta Freeman rejoice there in a big way. Um, let's get to Tampa Bay before hell freezes over here. They crushed the Chicago Bears today, their season opener, because again, well, Hurricane Irma last week. It's just, you're not going to be playing yeah, in that situation. And those freaking looters there, they can they, they know what they can do to themselves, too. I mean, really? You know, really? You're going to exploit a hurricane? You're going to go and rob places because there's a hurricane? It's just... Why? Ugh, those looters in Florida, they just... Oof. Mm, I'm not going to grandstand too much. 
but man, my God, they know what the, they know what they can do to themselves. Uh, Mike Glennon turned the ball over three times, two interceptions, fumble lost. It was a stupid interception along the way. Just like, what are you throwing to, man? You're th- are you throwing to your ex-teammate, or what, what are you doing? Uh, Jameis Winston, not the most spectacular game, but he's coming around. He's coming around. Quarterback rating, 91.5. I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little too fast. Wow, Ryan Fitzpatrick is still alive. <laughs> Almost forgot about the guy. He's on the Bucks now. Yep. Attempted one pass along the way when, uh, you know, things were going where they were going. He was just handing the ball off, trying to uh, wrap the game up there. Because you don't want Jameis Winston getting hurt. Some cheap little nonsense at the last second. Jordan Howard has, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Ouch, man. Mm. This is kind of like how Adrian started the season last year. Nine rushes, seven yards. Oh. What the bloody hell is this? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Jordan Howard, that kind of sucks. Um, that sucks, Jordan. You you suck. <laughs> Tariq Cohen didn't fare a whole lot better. 1.9 a carry on seven rushes for 13 yards. Ah, and Tariq Cohen fumbled too. Mm, four turnovers for the Bears overall in that case. That is just some garbage. Ah, whatever. Well, that's the Bears for you. They suck big time. Um, and you know what? I, you know, I have a soft spot for the Bears. They're my second favorite NFC North team. But again, that's not saying a whole lot because that's not like, you know, Detroit and Green Bay. Yeah, yuck. Can't stand them, obviously. Uh, Tampa Bay, though. I mean, mm. Jacquez Rogers, strong along the way. Not a spectacular game, but a consistent game, and he got in the end zone. Peyton Barber. Well, you know, not spectacular, but he pushed the ball forward, and that's all he really had to do. It's a small sample size, only one game. When you expect uh, we expected two games, it would have been interesting to see how Tampa would fare against Miami. They're a little better than the Bears. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, and they have an okay quarterback in Jay Cutler. The Bears fans might not agree with that, but, you know, I mean, Miami might be a little better surrounding right now for him. Tampa Bay, though, I mean, Jameis Winston, obviously very dangerous. <clears throat> Their defense is real solid as well. They force turnovers. I mean, four in the game. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> put it this way, if Case Keenum's the quarterback, there's no way the Vikings win the game. Um, even though at this moment, Tampa Bay doesn't seem like this spectacular team ready to go to the Super Bowl, but they're going to go to the Super Bowl at some point. You can tell this is this is going to be a Super Bowl type of team. Like, you know, Carolina at least went to one Super Bowl, right? So that counts. They were a Super Bowl team. They even went 15-1. and one. Tampa's going to have a strong season pretty soon. Um, I, and again, I, I think this year, I've got this sneaky feeling they're going to make a run to the to the Super Bowl or at least the NFC title game or something. I mean, they're going to do something. They're going to win a postseason game on the road. They probably won't win their division because, you know, they just... But maybe they will. I, I think Atlanta's going to win the division. They look like they're back at it again. They really do. I mean, they sure, they're showing up to play against Green Bay, that's for sure. It's a home game, but it helps. Um, Tampa Bay, though, so many good players. Uh, and they force turnovers again, like I keep saying. Uh, Quan Alexander, Robert McClain, both both getting interceptions on Glennon today. One of them was a pick six. That was a terrible pass uh, by Mike Glennon, who's not that bad of a quarterback, but a pick six by Robert McClain took it all the way to the end zone, and you deflected a pass as well. Valuable guy. And he, again, got the job done. Uh if Sam Bradford is the quarterback, I like the Vikings' chances. 
but I'm still scared. I mean, I'm still scared. At least it's a, you know, if it's a home, you know, it's it's a home game that does help in Bradford. I gotta think. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be back. I do. Um, it's it's. I I don't know though. I mean, they gotta just they gotta make a decision on what they need to do. Does he need arthroscopic surgery? Is there too much scar tissue? That's the talk. There's a lot of scar tissue, and that might be helping cause the swelling. Heck, my wrist swells up sometimes. I had a, a injury in the past, and I've had uh, cysts from it too. Cysts form because of the uh, the trauma in there. Um, I don't know, man. Mm. I want to believe the Vikings can win the game. Um, I don't like this matchup at all. Uh, I, I really don't. Mike Evans, a valuable wide receiver there as well. Huge guy, six foot five. Lord, um, first round pick just a couple of years back, and he's just been so huge. I mean, he is, he's big and he's just spectacular. See, uh, he's the perfect target for an uh, upcoming quarterback as well. Young receiver, big guy. It's a great combination. Mike Evans and uh, Jameis Winston. I mean, last year, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. He's had 12 touchdowns as a rookie in 2014. Seventh overall pick. Uh, the Buccaneers just in really good position here. They have a good, uh, very good offense, a strong running game. Their defense forces turnovers. I don't like the Viking chances right now. I, I just, I'm getting a crappy feeling. I really am. Um, like, even if... Oh, boy. You know, it's like even if Sam Bradford's healthy, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Even if he's healthy enough to play, is he really healthy enough to play? You know, like when he takes a hit, is he going to go out? And if he goes out in case Keenum's the quarterback, oh, boy. Uh, I'm not I'm not comfortable with that at all right now. Case Keenum plays any snaps in the game, they, they're going to lose un- unless the Vikings' defense forces a turnover. I mean, that's the key here. You know, I always, it's always like that. Like, you got to pressure the quarterback, listen that, and it's, again, kindergarten football analysis. But, it, you know, sometimes the most basic stuff is all it is. I mean, the game's won in the trenches. But to me, again, if you're going to beat the Buccaneers, you got to force some turnovers. You've got to get interceptions of Jameis Winston. You've got to force fumbles with this running back or maybe Winston. And he's a big, tough guy. He loves his crab. Okay, i got to stop that. That's old news. Um, big, tough, strong, young, up-and-coming stud. Um, he's had 4,000 yards in both of his years. And 4,000 yards isn't what it used to be, but it's still, still big time. And the guy's just going to continue to improve. And it's his third year. I mean, it's not like he's a rookie right now. It's not like he's just his second year. He's in his third year. And a third year... You know that that's a that's a big deal. You know, once you hit your third year, you start getting into stride, and if you don't, you're probably not going to be that good. Oh boy! I mean, it helps that the Vikings are at home, but the drop off from that offensive line is scary. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense, you know, they're they're dangerous. Um, they may not be the best defense of all time, but they're good. I mean, they they know what they're doing. That's what concerns me a bit. When I when I when I consider this game and analyze it, Brent Grimes was a nice veteran addition in the offseason. I mean, he gets about four interceptions a year. I mean, every you know, I mean, he's been a name with Miami and other places along the way. I mean, Quan Alexander's got the value. <sighs> Boy, I don't know. I, I really, you know, Robert Ayers Jr. Yeah, I mean, I really want to pick a Vikings victory, but. Mm, uh, Mm. Ah. 
Right now, I got to lean Tampa because I, I don't trust Sam Bradford's health right now. This scares me. And again, the offensive line. Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, it's like it's just one of those things where it's like it just feels like a like a like a like it's not a winnable game, and it, it scares the crap out of you. But geez, um, I don't know the offensive line. They need to show up to play, and it, it's that simple. I mean, but even still, I mean, if if Case Keenum's the quarterback, we're not going to be in good shape. Uh, I'm going to right now. I got. I'm leaning Tampa Bay by a, by a small margin. I think the Vikings will make it a fairly interesting game. I think they'll play better than they did this week. I think they have to, without a doubt. You'll see a little bit of running game. You'll see something. But um, I hope it's better than it was against Tampa. Like, Tampa's got some great run defense. I mean, uh, Chicago part, I mean. Great run defense. I mean, the the Bears couldn't do anything. And plus, again, running game limited when you're trailing the whole time. That doesn't help either. It's like you got to factor that in. But still, I mean, they couldn't even get forward at all. So that's a huge problem. Vikings again, it's got to be a real attack. I mean, again, you got to hope and pray, despite the fact you got guys like Grimes that can force turnovers. It's the turnover battle, the turnover battle without a doubt. In this one, the Vikings defense needs to get turnovers and special teams. They're going to need help. The offense is going to be limited to a point that they're going to need help. The defense, a Vikings defense, is fantastic, but it needs help. I mean, they, they gave up 26 points today to the Steelers. You know, so. You know, and a poor offense doesn't help because the defense gets tired when the offense gives them no break at all, when it's three out, three out, three out, three out. The offense needs to give the defense a break, but also, again, <laughs> the offense is going to need help from defense and special teams, and they did not get it today. Jack McKinnon was solid on the returns, but still, you know, I mean, we're talking, he needs to bring it to the house. I mean, it's going to have to be something like that. A little bit of luck, this and that, but right now I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay winning the game. I mean, they just look really good right now. They are 2-0, and and they deserve to be, or excuse me, they are 1-0, and and they deserve to be 1-0. and They feel like 2-0 and after the previous week, but <laughs> I think they would have beaten Miami. They would have been closer than Chicago, but they feel like 2-0 and after beating the Bears. <laughs> Atlanta played, played uh, they, they didn't play as well against the Bears, but they sure as hell look a lot better right now. They're just crushing Aaron Rodgers as we speak. Sorry, that's why I'm turning my head if the audio is different. So, um, whatever. I'm going to pick Tampa to win. I'm going crazy. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Mm. 24 to 20. 24 to 20. There's that score again. I bet you're getting sick of hearing it, but 24 to 20. I mean, the scores have been kind of around those ranges, kind of. You've seen a lot of 20s. You haven't seen 30s yet with the Vikings uh, either side of the ball. So, 24 to 20. The Vikings do not win the game. Tampa Bay wins the game when the Vikings start 1-2 and two on the season. And it's time for a reality check here. Uh, things need to come around, and hopefully, again, Bradford can get healthy. Maybe he doesn't play. Um, too bad the Vikings do not have uh, Teddy Bridgewater. It's just, but it is what it is. We have to wait until at least the first eight weeks here. And that, that sucks when you're on the pup list. You miss half the season. So that's where things stand, and Bridgewater probably wouldn't, be very healthy at this moment anyway so that's where things stand let's uh wrap things up i I don't have a whole lot more to say about it i think i've said enough i've been going on forever so let's take a quick break come back for fan interaction And we are back here on Purple Mafia. This is segment number three, fan interaction segment. Looks like no call-ins or uh, audio submissions at this point. So 
That's a bummer, but totally understandable. People are too busy or whatever it is. Brent Jacobson, Mad Martin, the uh, frequent contributors in that department, and uh, other people out there very welcome to do so. Do so. Pardon me. <laughs> Mark Carlson, Dave Hickey have called in in the past, and you're welcome to do it again. Sebastian Barton, always welcome as well. Anybody, man. Malcolm McSween. I mean, you know, Ella, Anthony from L.A., if he's still out there, miss you, brother. Miss you. Miss you. Miss you. Just in case you're still listening, hope I didn't scare you away. Justin Day, that would be a cool guy, too. I haven't heard from him in a long time from uh, Rochester. He's a cool guy. Like talks to a lot of media types in this town. I'm I'm alter, alternative media. Some of you may like me more than the local radio. Some of you maybe don't. But anyhow... Let's talk to somebody that does seem to like the show very much, and uh, I love his company on the show. That's Mad Martin on Twitter, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. First, though, I guess I'll, yeah, I, I better give a shout-out to, uh, before I forget, <laughs> MN Vikes, MN Vikings Haven, pardon me, on Facebook. Trevor Wickerin, kind enough to allow me to post links to Purple Mafia on his page, and I comment on there as well during games, off-season, uh, excuse me, not off-season, but, well, that too, but... Uh, you know, just Viking news, stuff like that. Because, you know, you know, it's like the, you can talk about it on Purple Mafia page and also on other pages as well. So please do ch- like that page. And also, again, the Purple Mafia page. We'll talk about that in a second here. Let's get to Twitter first. All the information will be in the show description, though. All right, Mad Martin out of UK. The UK, yes, sir. He says, a super opening podcast, Joey. Thanks for the gold star. As to listening, I'm at work on a... Renovation job. Thanks. Oh, very cool. So, yep, I had a feeling he did something like that. That kind of, uh, yeah, you know, those kind of, you know, they're, they're, I would consider that a more well-paying job. You know, hard work, but well-paying, and uh, and that's cool. So, a <laughs> very handy individual there. I like that. That's good. Um, mm-hmm. Likes to enjoy some beers after work, I'm sure, or during the game, stuff like that. He often mentions that. <laughs> Mad Martin continues saying, for the great entertainment uh, oh, it's like a two, it's two, I'm sorry. Okay, he was saying, I'm at work on a rev- renovation job, thanks, for the great entertainment and company, <laughs> who needs KFANC, there you go. My thinking on the next game was, we score 24, we win, thanks again. Yeah, I wish, I wish, but unfortunately, Pittsburgh got 26, didn't they, so, hmm. I don't know. It's just wasn't our day at all. I mean, we didn't force a single bleep and turnover. In fact, we're still kind of waiting on that, aren't we? I mean, it's let's get some takeaways here. You know? Yeah. It's like, you know, something's missing. That's what's missing. Where's the takeaways? You know, there there were takeaways. You know, it's like the whole time I was doing segment number one, I was like, there's some major point here that's missing with this club that was going on last year. And one of the reasons we were winning games when when we were winning games and it's you know, it's something that was very absent later in the season. We weren't getting the big turnover. We weren't doing the strip sacks, the pick six, or whatever. Just just a Galdern interception or fumble recovery, even if you lose a yard or two, getting it. Who cares? Just get the damn ball. That's all. You know, take the, the team with the most takeaways often wins the game. Not always. Not always. I mean, the Raiders had more takeaways than the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl back in 2002, and they did not win that game, doggone it. They didn't even come close. Chucky crushed his old club. Um, here we go. James Beck, also out of the UK, so getting a lot of, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I mean, that's what I like about Pro Mafia, Timberwolves Explosion, Brave of the Wild. It's worldwide, baby. World freaking wide. I love the United States of America. Mark Carlson, a veteran of the, uh, the first Iraq campaign in the early 90s appreciates my patriotism for this company and it is very very well noted <laughs> and and yours is as well mark and and others uh gerald string as well very much so um 
but uh, at the same time, I love I love that people international can can join the show. I I just love that there's a worldwide vibe to this show, and it's very welcome. Australia, New Zealand. I mean, it's it's cool, man. UK, um, uh, uh, Germany, Germany. Oh my gosh, Felix Depel. My goodness, Germany. Felix Depel. Oh man, I I miss him. He hasn't posted much lately. Uh, man, come back, Felix. I I know you're out there. I know you're out there listening. I really appreciate you. I want you to know that. Um, James Beck was saying, please tell me this is a joke. April has come early, and that's the injuries and such. Lots of scary stuff going on. Um, yeah, uh, with the injuries and even like a little possibility with Anthony Barr missing time. But nope, and, and Rose, obviously, yes, as well, kind of being tweaked a bit. But luckily, not the case. The fear also, again, Sam Bradford, and that was legit. And, well, you know, guys get banged up, and luckily, Barr and Rose did play. But Rose, again, you know, kind of kind of a little ominous there, a little ominous and uh, scary at the same time. Uh, yeah, the Twitter's a bit quieter this week. It's been a shorter week, obviously, because I didn't record the show until Wednesday. So, yeah. <laughs> the numbers didn't even get a chance to bleed out because I got to get this show out. I mean, it's this is the day to do it. My schedule tightens up quite a bit during the week. You know, it just does. And, yeah, I mean, the, the, the information is fresh. It's more time for people to listen to the show until the next game, which luckily is another noonie on Sunday. Thank God for our nooner. That sounds better. Um, I also got to mention I did a typo out there. I did a typo. Yes, Purple Mafia. Ugh, Joey, you sloppy son of a biscuit. I put episode 244, rut row. That's not good. It was episode 245, Titan Saints. But thank you very much, 10 a out of New Zealand and Vince Germano out of Australia for retweeting the show. Those guys are the best. I mean, they always uh, retweet, and it really helps. Uh, you know, it helps bring in potential listeners from their their uh, you know their followers. So thank you very much. I mean, even if it's one person, that that helps so much. I mean, if you know, you know, if everybody brought in one person, that just doubles the listenership of the show right there. I mean, bada bing, bada boom. I mean, that, it's that simple, and it means so much. So. And I do apologize for the typo. It's like I was looking at it, I'm like, 244, this is episode 246. Ugh. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, that's actually, oh, no, no, well, Mad Martin has a lot to say about this game. He was talking about the show previously. He says, switch on pregame to hear Bradford's out. What? How bad? How bad is he hurt, and when did it happen? Downer. Uh, it was mostly, yes, yep, and he got. I replied to him pretty quick there. I was telling him about the... Uh, Swelling in the knee and all that. Then luckily, you know, hopefully it's just a common thing. He says, thanks. Let's hope for a quick return. <laughs> Looking like a long afternoon ahead was a real buzzkill when I heard the news an hour ago. Yep, and that's the term I was using as well. Total buzzkill. Um, you know, you're playing against a team with, you know, that, that you almost never beat. And especially this time of year, they almost they always get off to a good start. You know, they're home openers under uh, Mr. Tomlin, and historically are just crazy. I mean, they're now 11-1. I mean, that's crazy. So, uh, Mad Martin was saying, O-line is just crap. They're horrible. Way to end a good drive. Yep, just, you know, giving up the... Yeah, just, hmm. Um, yep, and Cook got the 25-yard run. Yep, Mad Martin was excited about that. He said, what is it with our kickers? That's the miss. And he says, game over. I guess the O-line is a work in progress. Way too many penalties as well, and that is absolutely a fact. Yep, absolutely a fact there. And I did a little goofy thing too, and I mentioned it in both pages. I was saying lame sauce, lame sauce, sauce to the max. 
It's looking pretty nice outside. A lot better than staring at this depressing game. And I was, yep, I was going through two generations there. You know, Generation X in the 80s. You know, when we were kids, we'd say to the max. Man, this game sucks to the max. Or this, you know, <laughs> everything was to the max. And then lame sauce is something that the younger generation tends to use. So, yeah, um, I kind of put two, two, two and two together there. I don't know how people feel about that. I just had a little fun there. So let's get to the face decay. Just keep moving. Let's keep moving. Definitely be a lighter uh, segment three than last time around. Yes, sir. Uh, the heck did I just do? Okay, so there's nothing in the uh, visitor posts. Nothing new, anyway. There's, there's stuff there. Uh, but there was news during the course of the week. I released, uh, and I, yep, the typos on Facebook as well, because just that sucks, because, yeah, that's just how I roll. <laughs> Mark Carlson says, ah, ha, ha, love Mad Martin's comments. Stick it, <laughs> stick it, and Mr. Stick, Stickman. Yep, that was awesome. Great stuff. Yep. I agree, Mark. Mark, out of Iowa, he says, Mark continues here, with, I missed the first half of the game. That was, of course, the Saints game. Many family and friends were at my home celebrating a birthday, and I did get to see the second half. I think Bradford is the real deal. I have felt that way since I learned he was coming to Minnesota. Honestly, we don't need star athletes or first-round picks. Treadmill, treadmill, <laughs> you know, quote-unquote, might be a bust. It's a year two, and pal, you know, Joey, I think he's an urban legend, and yeah, that's a candidate right there. <laughs> I have concerns about the D. But no compliments to Levy at this time. Goodbye to the Saints and 1-0. Looking ahead to week two. Oh, thanks for the gold star in the preseason. Mark from Iowa. And you're very welcome. You're very well deserved it. And again, I, again, every time I'm finishing up the freaking segment number one. And I'm passing out the awards for the day. I always forget the urban legend. And that's probably the coolest award. Even though it's like, see, friend targeting. Okay, the player of the game. You know, that's kind of, that's typical stuff it's it's cool and it's fun and then there's the where you make fun of somebody for having a lousy game but the urban legend's got to be kai forbath missing the extra points and a lot of kickers too i know it's further out but is it that what is the deal man i mean what it would be like if steph curry was okay let's yeah you get the idea though a, a great shooter and i hate steph curry but he makes his shots yes Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Just imagine, like, they're making all these three-pointers, and then they're, like, 65% at the free-throw line. It'd be like, hey, wait, wait, what? Huh? He missed a game? Why does he always miss a free-throw? It's just, come on, man. Uh, yeah, enough about Andrew Wiggins missing free-throws, especially late in the games, too. That doesn't remind me of Kevin Garnett or anything. Mr. Non-Clutch himself. <sighs> Make your extra points, okay? That's an urban legend. I gotta get a soundbite for that one, too. I probably have one, because I've really built up a lot of stuff. I just haven't, you know, put the two together yet. You know, you have it there, and you have this over here, and you don't attach them together. There's nothing there yet. So, yeah. Let's continue. Uh, I was saying, oh, yep, the Sam Bradford injury situation. The uh, MRI was inconclusive. And, and this was Tuesday. They really kept this under wraps for quite a while. The information didn't start popping out until early Friday afternoon. What the devil? Sebastian Barton out of Mankato says, where's Teddy? And, um, yeah, he's on the pup list, but I'd love to have him back. Leland saying, still a few months away. That's correct. Leland out of Iowa. Gerald Sring out of Nebraska says, yikes, that's no good. Kevin Pravisek says, figures. Yep, I agree. That does figure. And Dave Hickey out of Iowa says, that sucks. Yep. And it does suck. 
I'm curious where Kevin is from. Um, let's see if it loads. Ah, uh, I hate this. It, it never loads right away. Okay, I'll start giving out a little information here. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show is how you get here. Again, all the information will be in the show description. Um, ultimately, oh, he's friends with Gerald String. That's cool. Kevin, maybe he's from Nebraska or something. Or South Dakota, kind of around there. Okay, I, I just get curious. I don't mean to kind of pry into people's business. You just want to say where they're from. You know what I mean? <laughs> Joey from Golden Valley or Brooklyn Park? Not much longer, but yeah, for now. Ugh, I got to get out of here. And it's not because it's that bad. It's just inconvenient and stuff, you know? I'm not a huge fan of... Yeah, it's too far away from everything except work. Everything but work. Oh, goody. But it is far away from the lawn service, and that's annoying. Um, yeah, okay. So he's from the Midwest. <laughs> Kevin from the Midwest there. Either South Dakota or Nebraska, one of the two. <laughs> Would you like to join like a Mad Martin? You know what I mean? Join the show like a Brent Jacobson. There's 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for the Purple Mafia show. Or Joey, or whatever. You get the idea. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question, opine, all that good stuff. It's usually, uh, when you call the number, the limit's three minutes. If it cuts you off because it's a voicemail type of deal on Skype. Um, then there's the audio submission route. But real quick, on the Facebook page, there is the call now button, which goes straight to the same line. You could be from anywhere in the world because it's through Facebook Messenger. It goes through Facebook Messenger, so it does not count as long distance. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff as much as we used to back in the day. Back in the Ferg, right? <laughs> yeah, back in the Ferg. Yep, that's an inside joke. Um, uh, audio submission is the other route, yes. Um, that is where you record the call on your own. You use Audacity on your laptop. That's a that's a form of editing uh, software, Audacity or some other type of deal. That's if you use your laptop, desktop, something like that with a microphone, or you use your smart device of some sorts, your Android phone, your Android Galaxy tab, or your iPad, duh, or iPhone, nah, or whatever the heck it is. And you just record it on the free voice recording application. Everything, they always come with it, and it's not right there where you can see it. You can always get one for free off of the store of whatever it is. If it's if it's a Windows phone or BlackBerry phone, whatever the heck it is, all the above, Apple and Android, you'll find it in five seconds or less. Use it. You can record your call one to five minutes, something like that. Five, one to three, one to five, something like that. Email me. You know, save it and email it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. And if you're worried about like you sneeze or something in the middle, I'll edit it out because I always listen first. But other than that, I let the whole dang thing play because I'm not going to just cut you off. Um, certain people have a have a, have that uh, gold card right now. That's Mad Martin and Sebastian at this stage where they they could literally do like up to. You know, I I had Sebastian do 20 minutes one time because it was a State of the Vikings show. I think a year and a half ago. That was awesome. I haven't really heard much from him since on the show, so I miss you, Sebastian. Call in again, doggone it. He, like, I, I literally gave him the floor for, like, a little mini-segment, and uh, that was fun. Um, then there's Mad Martin's Mad Takes. That's always welcome on the show. He he was he, he was doing it on Twitter today, and that's perfectly fine. So, 
Let's get back to the Facebook page for crying out loud. It's like I'm sleeping here. What the heck? <laughs> Steelers. It's like I got to, I distracted myself digging around looking for where somebody's from. What the hell am I thinking? The in-game thread. Let's dig around a little bit. Justin Mayor Henry from Colorado was saying these officials must all be hometown boys. There was a bit of that feeling. Mark Carlson with a gem here says leaking faucet. Finally watching the fourth quarter. What the hell? Justin Mary Henry saying it's been horrible, but not really surprising, and I agree with that. Justin Mary Henry says there is going to be a lot of bleeping on this show. Yes, there is. Well, you know, I didn't curse as much as you thought I would, but there, there is, and it is a lot of bleeping and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Justin Mary Henry says it's almost over, boys. We're almost done. Ha ha. Josh Mary Henry says survey suffering is almost over. Justin Mary Henry says hope the Denver game is more entertaining. Yep. Mm. I hate Dallas. <laughs> Todd Vander, Vander, wow, I'm sorry. Todd Vandermeer out of Indiana says, they looked bad all around today. Definitely not ready to play today. And no, they weren't. Brett McCarthy out of South Dakota says, well, this was to be expected. No Sam and O-line looks pathetic and dumb penalties. The scary part is I think we would have lost anyway because if the O-line was pathetic, Sam Bradford would have, you know, he, he wouldn't have played as well as he did in the Saints game. So... That's one thing, and you know, it's not even, it's not about disagreeing with anyone's take or anything. It's just to me, it just it tells me, you know, no Sam does not help at all because there's absolutely no confidence in our offense. There, you know, it, so that was a huge drop off. I hundred percent agree. Sam would have struggled a bit more, I think, in this game than he did the week before. Uh, Tony Coleman, also out of South Dakota, says I took this from a friend of mine. That was yeah, another horrible call. Where is an inbound catch there? Um, yeah, that's a BS call. <clears throat> Absolute BS call there. I believe Jerry is right there. Yep. Um, he said it's hard. Yep. He said sometimes calls are questionable. It's hard to see every push, every hold, etc. But when you are looking, <laughs> yeah, it's just but when you're looking at a still photo of a catch and you still get it wrong, you suck at your job. Yeah, because they have no excuse. Both toes are down. Both toes are down. Um, as a BS. <clears throat> so, I, I agree completely there. Um, you know, I don't know if I want to dig around a little bit. Yep. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm losing my mind here. I should have. Mm, yep. And they were talking about the bleeping awesome catch. Justin Mary Henry posted gem here saying, call holding on the Steelers. It's like, no, no, no. It's an image there. Go holding on the Vikings. Yep. Yeah. That's so true there. That's a gem. Um... Okay, yep, let's get to the post-game part. Um, doesn't, yeah, it got a little bit quieter. Oh, yeah, there was a comment earlier, too, a blip on uh, Fox Sports, I believe. Yep, it said Adrian Peterson will be released by the Saints. Conversation kind of back and forth. Trey Buckholz says, huh? He's warming up with them right now. Chris Porter out of Idaho says if he gets less than 10 plays today, maybe. <clears throat> I was saying how it must be back channel talk. Ali Sidikai says, only a matter of time. I agree, too. Tony Coleman, again, South Dakota, says, on NFL Network this morning, there was a headline on the bottom that said, is this the end of Adrian? Is this the end for Adrian? It was muted, though, so I didn't hear what they were saying. And then there's the article that says, no bad blood between Sean Payton and Adrian, who won't be cut or traded. Huh. Hmm. That's kind of weird. Um... So, conflicting reports there. Yeah, Mark Carlson wraps up this little section, says, with, well, the Fox pregame show, one of the hosts said he was toast. That's kind of weird. Um, conflicting reports going on there. Well, <clears throat> I think he will be toast at the end of the day. 
don't have a whole lot of confidence. Adrian will be back. This segment's dragging longer than I thought. Wow, I'm I'm goofing around too much here, but that's me, I guess. Uh, Justin Mayor Henry has a guy trying to drink wine, spilling all over himself because he's freaking out and nervous, and that's kind of what's going on there. Uh, Trey Buckles says play calling to start the game was awful. I agree completely. Justin Mayor Henry says, I expect a tough game. I expected a tough game today. I was pretty much banking it was going to be a loss. Yep. And he says, but this was just ugly. There was no sink on that field at all. The defense helped keep it closer than it should have been. I honestly, I was honestly expecting a higher point total for the Steelers. That fumble at the end was a perfect analogy for today's game. Just throwing it away. Yes, it was. Uh, the offense came out on drive one scared and the Steelers. Yep, drive number one scared. And the Steelers exposed that crap all day long. You can't hope to compete playing skittish offense. Exactly. Let's hope we get back to 100% next week. After that elite play last week, this reminded me of the later half of the last year. All the horrible calls didn't help either, but that isn't what lost <laughs> in this. Yeah, that isn't what lost this game. Skull, hurry back. Sam, Tony Coleman says, I posted this in the pregame thread. Yep, yep, but that's that same catch. Uh, and he says... But I'll repost here. A friend of mine said this. Yep, some calls are questionable. It's hard to see every push. Yep, yep. Like when they're saying you suck at your job. Dave Hickey says that was a catch. Tony Coleman posts another thing of uh, Mike Prefer being animated on the sidelines. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Dave Hickey out of Iowa, like I've said before, says I kind of knew that it was, wasn't going to be pretty in Pittsburgh and picked the Vikings for a loss in my weekly pick, but Trey Waynes is garbage, and that officiating was absolutely horrible. Worst I've seen. Kai looks like a Blair Walsh clone. Well, just on the extra points, though, so far. But then again, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He says, it's time to show Marshall Kohler. It's time for the Marshall Kohler show to begin in Minnesota. That day may come. Um, If somebody else doesn't scoop him up, that day may come. Uh, Tony says, I picked Minnesota this week. Huh. After seeing what Sam did, Last week I was confident, but I guess the joke's on me. Most of the other people in my pool picked the pits. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. I agree, and it sucks. So, awards for this week. Ultimately here, and I do believe, yeah, that is it this time. (laughs) I was almost going to jump ahead there without reading anything. How terrible would that have been? Lots of great commentary. You guys are just the... Oh, you guys are spectacular. Thank you very much. Mr. Oates Ring this week, and Brent Jacobson, Sebastian was on there, though. Thank you very much a bit. You guys are just a bomb. I mean, seriously, (laughs) I can't say enough. I always come in here and gush about you guys because I love you. I really do. Don't take that too seriously now. But, yeah, I just love you guys, really. Um, Gold star for this week is Tony Coleman. I love the keep keeping up with things, the pictures and everything, and just, you know, just hell of a job. Tony Coleman out of South Dakota. Gold star for this week. Bronze star is going to go to Justin Mayer Henry. Yeah, man, just always out there. <laughs> spectacular as well. Um, Bronze Star, who should I go with? Uh, kind of bouncing around. Yep, Justin Mayer Henry is going to get the bronze. Dave Hick, uh, excuse me, Justin Mayer Henry is going to get the silver. And a bronze will go to Dave Hickey for sure. He's going to at least get a bronze for this show. Kind of bouncing around here. Apologize for that. Uh, yeah, that's where we'll go this week. Um, bronze star for, bronze star for Josh Mayer Henry and, 
Oh, what was the... And Dave Vicky. Yep, those guys will share the bronze. Justin Mayor Henry gets the silver. And gold star, Tony Coleman, for this week. Thank you guys very much for your interaction. You always make it oh so worth it. Thank you, and God bless. Eh, what a roller coaster the weather's going to be. It's, it's cooled down dramatically now. It was super hot just like two days ago. Super hot. It, like 90 degrees and humid. Um, not as humid as like the, the heat of the summer, but humid enough. It was a, The dew point was above 60. Um, with minimal breeze on Friday. That was kind of tough. And then it started to pick up a little bit. I, I don't know what's going on with the weather. It's back and forth, crazy. It's, I don't know if it's all these like wannabe hurricanes out there because there's a lot of tropical ish storms kind of down there in the south the caribbean and on the other side of mexico there's another one that's kind of weird i don't see that very often i don't get it is it a typhoon or a hurricane because that's technically the pacific ocean so i don't know i don't get it (laughs) trust me i don't get it um so that's my weather report for this week my little weather rant weather rave whatever it is it's weird but it feels nice out today uh it's gonna get hot out again cold again hot cold hot cold it's kind of weird but I guess that's Minnesota, I suppose, or that's modern day that's modern day America, I guess. I for whatever reason. So God bless everybody. We'll be back next week, hopefully a victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Until then, take care and we'll be back soon.